Uh, let me just throw this out there. I, I said this the first period because, you know, first period is a unique part of the day, and I, I really appreciate showing up with my freshmen and hanging out with them first period. They're crazy. They're awesome. They're crazy awesome. And it's been a great ride with them. I want to genuinely just thank you guys. Philosophy, seventh period. I've, I've had it several times. I like ending the day with this. It's been hit or miss over the years, and thanks for making it a hit. I, I've, I've loved coming to this class. Right? We've got a lot of unique personalities in here. You guys have had great questions. You've made it a safe place for people to be vulnerable. And so I just want to take a minute and just say thanks for that. Right? I, I can't force that to happen, and so I appreciate it. We've had our ups and downs, but generally speaking, I have really loved coming to seventh period philosophy class. And it's not like I've said that to every class all day. Like I'm just, I just wanted to share that with you guys and just say thanks, uh, especially on those block days, <laughs> long days, right? So you've made it a great semester, and I've really appreciated that. Um, I was thinking about what to end with, and I'm going to end with the bell rock. Why not? It's a great way to end the semester. Uh, but God put it on my heart, and I say that literally, not just figuratively to share this poem with you. Um, I think the last time I shared this with students was probably like 10 years ago. And uh, I found it on my computer and printed it off this morning. And I'm really glad that I followed that nudge. Part of it is a devotional thought for you. I, this Christmas, I'm trying to process a lot of different things on my own journey. I'm on a journey too, by the way. <laughs> And I'm trying to put to death some stuff that I've wanted to just be done with in my life. And so God and I have been chatting it up. And uh, over the past couple months, I've been trying to focus it in on Christmas. And then this poem came to me after that great concert last night. And uh, <coughs> really trying to think through resurrection and new birth in Christ and what that can offer us. So my question before I read this is, what might need to die this Christmas? Which sounds weird, but what might need to die? Uh, T.S. Eliot was an atheist, a profound, very intelligent atheist who wrote a lot of great poet poetry as an atheist. But then he converted to Christianity. And that atheist Eliot, Eliot that very intelligent atheist Eliot, had to die. And, and be reborn. He's still an amazing poet. You know, right? After that, he actually, in many respects, he himself says he finally became the real poet that he wanted to become after his encounter with Christ. Um, in a worldview class, I think it's fitting. As we encounter the incarnation, in your worldview, what might need to die this Christmas in order for you to embrace the crazy mystery of God in the flesh as a baby. We heard it again today in chapel. It's really great. So I'm going to read it and we'll kind of let it hit you guys where it hits you. Um, here we go. Uh, this, by the way, this is Elliot, uh, kind of his autobiography using the Magi. Oh, I wanted to also share this. It was really cool, freshman, freshman class this morning, they're all internationals, and to realize that many of these magi were probably Western Asia. 
They, they don't know Isaiah. <laughs> they don't know the Roman occupation with all the Jews, right? Like, they don't, they're not aware of that stuff. They just know a star. And they pile up their camels with a bunch of treasure. They were probably totally mocked and made fun of as they were leaving to go see if they could find some king. And by the way, if you're not familiar with the whole star concept, uh, my brother can do celestial navigation. With just the stars, like the whole Moana thing, you can get within two or three miles of a location with just the stars. Like, you can really do this stuff. It's pretty crazy, right? Uh, especially without light pollution, you know? And so that's another piece of this. Like, they really could follow a star and end up at Bethlehem. It's pretty funky to think about that, the journey they would have gone on. All right, a cold coming. We had of it. Oh, you know it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, crazy Uncle, uh, Uncle Ben, Captain Ben. He really can do it, can't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did a night travel, didn't you? Two. Oh, you, okay, can you celestial navigate? Yeah. yeah. By little islands. I can't. Well, Ben can't. Ben can't. That's right, he was on the trip last night. See, he came on just the right day. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. That's really cool. All right. A cold coming, we had of it. Just the worst time of the year for a journey. It's such a long journey. The way's deep, the weather's sharp, the very dead of winter. And the camels galled, sore-footed, refractory, lying down in the melting snow. There were times we regretted the summer palaces on slopes and the terraces and the silken girls bringing sherbet. Then the camel men cursing and grumbling and running away and wanting their liquor and women and the night fires going out and the lack of shelters and the cities hostile and the towns unfriendly and the villages dirty and charging high prices. A hard time we had of it. Right? It's pursuit of truth. Easier hard. At the end, we preferred to travel all night, sleeping in snatches, with the voices singing in our ears saying, this was all folly. We're idiots. This is foolish. Stupid. It's not going to work. Then at dawn, we came down to a temperate valley, wet below the snow line, smelling of vegetation, with a running stream and a water mill beating the darkness, and three trees on the low sky, and an old white horse galloped away in the meadow. Then we came to a tavern with vine leaves over the lintel. Six hands at an open door dicing for pieces of silver and feet kicking the empty wineskin. But there was no information and so we continued and arriving at evening, not a moment too soon finding the place. It was, you might say, satisfactory. So now he's reflecting. All this was a long time ago, I remember. And I would do it again. But set down, this set down, this. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death, but thought they were different. But this birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like 
death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation, with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad <coughs> of another death. Yeah. Thoughts or comments? It's strange to associate death with the birth of Christ, but I think for some of us, if we're really going to believe it, like if we're really going to believe it, something might have to die this Christmas. We might have to let go of something that's holding us back. All right. Let me pray. I didn't pray. Have I prayed yet? I didn't pray yet. I did pray? No? Okay, let's pray. I'll pray. Let's pray, pray, pray again. Why not? <laughs> Lord, thanks. Thanks that Robbie's here. Celestial Navigation Connection. And thanks for this poem. Thanks for your love for us and your goodness to us. Thanks for bringing us through this semester. About a half hour left. And what a journey. With Trustless and Faith Island and This Is Not a Pipe and Chandelier and getting us to these journeys. I pray that for some of us, this, this quest metaphor project will really be profound. I pray for some of us that Christmas will take on a new meaning. Really, Lord, I just pray that you would encounter us in an undeniable way, each of us in our own way, in the upcoming weeks. Thanks for your grace on this journey. Thanks for seventh period. And, uh, thanks for Tolkien. In your name, Jesus, amen. All right, cheers. <laughs>